<laughs> Hello. Hi guys. Welcome to a BJJ marriage. Episode three. We are going to be talking about what got us started into jiu-jitsu and how we integrate that into our, our marriage. marriage today. Our marriage, our life, our everything, and how yep. we annoy all of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, how we joined the cult, right? It is called a cult for a lot of people. You put on pajamas, you go try to strangle each other, you can't. But it's so fun! <laughs> it doesn't sound like a cult when I say that, right? Like, it just sounds fun. That's exactly what a cultist would say. I know. <laughs> Actually, Master Sauer was just telling my dad when he was in Brazil getting his second stripe that his family actually decided not to take part in jujitsu, like his children and his wife and everything, because they saw how much it consumed Master Sauer's life. And they didn't want that because it really does. Once you get involved and once you become addicted, you're addicted and it's very difficult to stop. The addiction is real. I, yeah. So I said in episode two that I'm actually injured right now. So I'm on week three and one day. So I'm on 22 days now of not training. And I feel like I'm having withdrawals. It's very, it's a very interesting experience. I'm getting very yeah. cranky. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people where if they can't roll for an extended period of time due to work, due to injuries, due to vacation or any reason, they start to get very cranky. I know her dad specifically gets cranky if he can't roll for like more than a few days. He said in his 19 <laughs> years that he's only not rolled for three weeks, three separate times. So nine weeks. I mean, I'm sure he's had breaks and stuff in between there, but he's only not rolled for three weeks at one time, three separate times in his entire 19 years of training. So it's, it's very hard to quit. And I bet you those times when he did not roll for three weeks, he was probably either very busy or injured or something along those lines to the point where you yep. can't do it. Not by choice. I guarantee you it's not by choice. I know at one point he had knee surgery because he had a ripped meniscus mm -hmm. due to somebody holding on to a lockdown in a tournament. Yep. See episode two on how to recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a little intro again. My name is Nick. Nick Lee. I'm a blue belt. We train at Fluid Jiu-Jitsu in Greenfield, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I'm Brittany Lee, white belt. Wife of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, so today we want to talk about how we got started, so called how we became addicted, and how it's integrated into our lives a lot. Tremendously, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, we've known each other for almost seven years now. It'll actually be seven years in May, and we didn't start doing jujitsu together until less than two years ago. Yeah. So, we had five years of just not having this lifestyle, but then he started training even a year and a half before that. So he yeah. integrated jujitsu into our life, probably on year four and maybe year three even, but yeah, we spent the first there. three to four years without this in our life. And it would, and then now that we started, we kind of just think back on it. We're like, what did we do with all of our time? When <laughs> did we have time to cook and work out? When did, why yeah. were we at the gym all the time? Like lifting weights is nowhere near as fun. Lift your weight is hard. Yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same. But. Yeah, working out is just not as fun as jujitsu. Yeah, but we've spent we spent a good three or four years without jujitsu as our lifestyle, and I think about it all the time that I don't really know what we were doing all the time besides just working our tails off. And ever since mm -hmm. we've integrated jujitsu more into our lifestyles, we've both seemed like we've matured a lot and that we've 
almost, I don't know, we've just been happier. We've just been having a better lifestyle, I think. And since we get to train together, we get to talk about it together, and we don't annoy the shit out of our spouse by talking about <laughs> jiu-jitsu all the time. Yeah. You know, and every time we cuddle, there's definitely times where Stop. we're attacking each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too often that... Oh, we're just laying here. Oh, wait, let me, why is that hand coming up there? Okay, let me stop that hand. Oh, now the leg's coming around. Oh, now we're fighting. <laughs> our dogs don't like it. No, our dogs are not good at jujitsu. <laughs> they suck at jujitsu. They're not good at passing the guard. Scarlet can't get out of any choke ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so I started jujitsu because her father, as we said, uh, Master Brent, Professor Brent, he, <laughs> um... He was running his school and he had been running it for about a year at that point and he had always told me you should come try it you should come try it you should come try it um you know i was pretty active at the time i was probably how old was i like 24 or 6 i think i started when i was 26. 25 26 somewhere around there but i'm 29 now so i haven't been doing it four years or 26. something like that yeah yeah so um but I used to skateboard a lot. I used to weightlift a lot. I was pretty active. I always had a ton of energy. And I still what always... What do you mean all... You used to? No, you still have a ton of energy. He's going yes. to the gym to do backflips on the mat and just run in circles. He just started teaching kids classes now. And he's literally just like running around more than the kids do. <laughs> One of the moms said to me this week that she was like, he's going to be tired before class even starts. I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. You don't know Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, because of those reasons, uh, I was told from Brent, he was like, you should really come try it. I think that you would have a really good time doing it. And then all the time, my excuse was, it doesn't fit my schedule. It doesn't fit my schedule. I'm not going to have time to make it to 7 o'clock class. You know, I worked in the restaurant hospitality industry, and sometimes you just don't get out of work before 6, where you can go to a 7 o'clock class. Yeah, and it was also difficult at that time, too, when he had first opened Fluid. That These are actually the original mats that he used, shout out to the church basement. Yep. And uh, he only, because he was just in the bottom of a church, he had very limited space, he had very limited times. Like, he only had 7 o'clock classes, what, three times a week, four times a yeah. week? Something like that. Very, yep. very simple, laid out schedule. So if you couldn't make it, you just, you didn't really have many options other than going to train somewhere else if you really were into it. So once he opened... The bigger fluid that we're at now and has seven days a week and constant classes and constant different types of classes, it's way more open to fit into a lifestyle for anyone who would be thinking about training. Yeah, but, but so I ended up finding a day where I could make it and try it out. And I ended up going and I ended up having no idea what was going on, you know, no gi, um, just like, you know, the first, I mean, anyone's first jujitsu class is very, like... Intimidating? Yes. <laughs> you Overwhelming? Really, you really have no idea what to expect. You know absolutely nothing. And then you're just kind of thrown into this pit of killers that are like, yeah, come on, come try it. <laughs> they're gentle killers. They're nice killers. Like, you would see Master yeah. Sour walking down the street, and you would just think he looks like this really nice, sweet guy. And he is. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to be on his bad side. Yes. And don't attack Master Sour's daughter. He'll break your wrists. Yeah, he's done that. <laughs> he told us that. But, um, yeah, so my first class, I don't remember any technique we did. I don't remember 
much about it. I do remember being just intimidated and like, you know, what the heck is this? But I had a good time and for some reason I kept going back. And then the first <laughs> for time some reason. I don't know, I just had this feeling and I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. I'm, you know, experiencing martial arts for the first time. I'd always been a fan of martial arts movies, like Jackie Chan is my favorite actor and Bruce Lee and all that fun stuff. So I was like, this is right up my alley. Um, I'm going to stick it out and try it. And I ended up loving it. Obviously, here we are. But my first role with her dad, I don't really know how we got there, but I'm pretty sure he ended up mounting me because he's a black belt and I'm a zero stripe. Don't even, maybe don't even have a white belt yet. I think I had a gi. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> but he's mounted me and he's starting to come in for a choke and he leans in really close. It was probably like an X choke or something. And he whispers in my ear and he says, this is for having sex with my daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then I tap out. And uh, to be honest, I don't know why I stayed, but I did. And I'm really happy I did because I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Talk about an intimidating first experience. Yeah. He actually talks about that all the time. He does his own little mat side chats on Fridays and he talks about how he loves that he can just choke his son-in-law all the time. And it's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. They're very close, by the way, for those of you who don't know that. They actually really do like each other. Yeah. They're they going on a time. vacation without me in April. I'm a little upset about it. Yeah, it sucks for you. Yep. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, that was a super intimidating first experience with jiu-jitsu, but I really did enjoy the physical aspect of it and also the mental aspect of jiu-jitsu. And, you know, I stuck with it. I kept adding more and more to my schedule, and now I'm just there, like, literally every day of the week. At this point. I was thinking about that today when you were there. And normally Sundays and Mondays are, are off days. And I do it in quotation marks because he's now scheduled to do privates on Sundays. So he's going on his off day to do that. And then Mondays he still goes to noon while I'm at work. So even though we don't go at night, like we do all the other days of the week. But yep. he's there seven days a week now. It's great. <laughs> it's fun. It's great. Yeah. And as we talked about, you know, I pick my days where I'm rolling harder. I pick my days where I'm rolling lighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would yeah. you say, as when you first started, what do you think was the thing that kept you there the most? Like, why did you want to keep coming back? Um, I got lots of positive reinforcement when I was beginning, where people were like, "Oh, you're you're moving well," and they would teach me a thing here or there, and I started to add up things, and I got lots of positive reinforcement because people could see that I was catching on to what they were teaching me, so that was very helpful, mm -hmm. um, and I think. I also love the physical aspect and I've always wanted to do martial arts my entire life and the mental aspect of jiu-jitsu where it's not just you doing this physical thing, your, your brain has to adjust to the techniques that you're learning and adjust to um, build new habits of jiu-jitsu, really. And I enjoyed all of that growth and expansion and the camaraderie of our dojo is also fantastic. There's some really cool people. The culture that has been built at our gym is just really great. And everybody helps each other out. And we don't, we're not like an MMA style gym where everybody's just trying to kill each other all the time. And it's really conducive to everybody's growth. You know, I said it this week earlier too, but a rising tide raises all ships. 
and when everybody is just in a good state of mind, there's really no room for bad blood to seep into the crew and you know split each other apart or discourage people from coming back to the gym. So it's been great for us. Yeah, the culture is just fantastic. It's definitely what is keeping a lot of people there, I would say. And that's probably my favorite reason that I train, to be honest, is I just mm -hmm. love the people that we train with. Yeah. Yeah, so then after I started, you know, coming back more and more, then, you know, she came, she saw, um, she came to a couple of belt ceremonies because obviously her and her dad are related. So anytime there was an event, she would come with to hang out with the family and, you know, see what I was up to. And I remember one time we brought my mom mm -hmm. and somebody, I don't, oh I don't remember why we brought her to the gym, but she was just interested and I was like, yeah, come watch. And then one of our friends was training for an MMA fight and he got punched in the face on accident and he had like a real bad bloody nose. And then of course my mom being there for the first time was like, what are you doing? There's people bleeding everywhere. Why is my son doing this sport? <laughs> <But> <laughs> I specifically like... remember at one of his competitions and she was standing behind me and I was trying to record. So I think it's actually in the video, but she yep. was like, he better not hurt my son. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's actually trying to hurt your son and your son is, you're, he's there to try to defend it. So sorry, yeah. tough love. It's okay, I'm pretty sure I won that match. Probably. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so she would be involved in the events. She would come and watch and she started to get to know a couple of people. And every time, her dad would always be, when are you going to train? When are you going to train? Yeah, so that kind of leads into my training experience. So basically, as I've said, my dad started 19 years ago. So he brought it into our family life a very long time ago. So 19 years ago, I was, I was almost seven. I was six or seven and he wasn't training a ton because jujitsu 19 years ago was way different than it oh is now so i can't speak for him at all on how he was training and what his style was but that's the gist of it is that he brought it into my life a very long time ago at a very young age uh but 19 years ago like i said i was very young and there wasn't kids programs like there is today Maybe nope. some some gyms had it, but our I don't gym think so. There was basically it. like Henry Metamoros. Yeah. And he had a gym, and that was basically it. You yeah. want to learn jujitsu? Yeah. So I remember he told me he was like, "You should come train," and I was like, "Okay, I'll have fun with that." So I went to Henry Metamoros's gym with my dad, and I would go roll with all these big, giant, sweaty men. And I hated it. And how old were you? I was like six or seven. And <laughs> how I much like, did you weigh? I, I don't know. How much does a six, to, a six or seven year old weigh? 50 pounds, 60 pounds? Something tiny going against these 200 pound men who also probably have no idea what jujitsu is because it was so new at the time. So yeah. it was, I, I specifically remember I went a couple times and then I told him, I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun for me. I would rather do soccer. So I continued on soccer. And I just played soccer where no one could touch me, and it was just me and a ball. <laughs> and I guess that really turned me off of it for a really long time because I had that experience as a kid. And yep. it really wasn't until my dad decided to open his own gym that I started kind of thinking about it again. But then again, deep in my brain, I was like, I don't want to experience that again. That wasn't fun for me. Yeah, your anchor to your experience of jujitsu um, follows you throughout your life. And every time you thought about jujitsu, 
you thought about that time you got smashed by some 200 pound man as a child that you have no idea what to do yeah yeah it was very intimidating that's the best word i can say so then he convinced nick to start joining and then we kind of blend our stories that way where he started going more and incorporated into our lives and i started competing and she would come to all the events and support i went to every event every single one i didn't skip one because one i wanted to be there to support him also i wanted to be there to support my dad's school and Mm -hmm. i was interested in jujitsu at the time but as he said he worked in the hospitality industry i did as well and luckily he was a manager so he was able to get out around like six or seven in order to make it to class on time but i was a server I was stuck at restaurants until close almost every single night, five days a week. I was there till 10, 11, sometimes midnight. And it just didn't fit in my schedule. Like it did not fit in my schedule whatsoever. And I started becoming more and more interested as he was competing more and as my dad's school was growing and the times were expanding. And then I used to then go sit in classes and watch instead. So now I'm actually experiencing myself going to classes, but I wasn't actually doing it yet. And, I and also her little sisters, well, her one little sister does train also, so. Yes, Jada. You know, Shout helps. out Jada. <laughs> she's, she's, what, 13? She's 12 now. She's going to be 13 in a couple months, but yeah. she's been training for a couple years now. She's a gray with a black stripe, so she's almost on her next belt. Yeah, so she'd either come hang out with her sister and watch class together, or hang out and just watch me, or just hang out. Yeah. And so because I was working nights, I went to the noon classes, because as he was expanding, the noons opened. And I went to the news and watched. (laughs) And I I remember my very first class because my dad every day would ask me, he'd be like, when are you going to come train? When are you going to come train? And I'm like, I will soon. I I just don't know when. I haven't decided. And then one day I didn't tell him. And I put on one of his rash guards because I didn't own anything. Put on one of his rash guards and I was wearing a sweatshirt. And then my dad asked me at noon that day. He was like, when are you going to come train? And I opened my jacket like Superman. And I was like, today. Today's the day. (laughs) And he was like, really? And that was the day that we learned scissor sweeps. Oh my and gosh. And I specifically remember crying <laughs> because I was so frustrated because I did not understand how a freaking scissor sweep was working. And I don't know how I was convinced to come back after that, but it oh was awful. <laughs> but that's how I kind of got started. How often do you use scissor sweep today? Every roll. <laughs> Every single roll. It's kind of my favorite sweep now. Oh, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. yeah, that's how I got started is I just kept going and kept getting more and more interested. And finally, just one day I ripped that bandaid off and got over my intimidation fear. And now here I am a year and a half later and withdrawing from not being able to roll. Yeah. Cause you're addicted now. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. Bad. So she started coming to class and then there was this beautiful thing that happened where we got married. <laughs> But obviously we had been living together at that point already and we were able to integrate our schedules to allow us to go to class together multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. And that was fantastic because as you know, as a jiu-jitsu practitioner, when you leave the gym, your mind is always spinning and it's always going, you know, you're thinking about, oh, this role, I got a really cool submission over here or, you know, I, I um, got smashed a lot less from this person today or I was able to stop his favorite attack today and I'm really proud of that. And a lot of times those thoughts are run through your head. You really don't have anyone to share it with, you know, when you're driving home or when you get home to take a shower, you're just just thinking about it. But for, and I know I've really appreciated this because we've been able to train together. And on the way home, we get to talk about our roles and 
and when we're um, you know cleaning up we still get to continue to chat about things and you know so she might ask a question I might be able to give her a tip or um, our brains can still operate in a jiu-jitsu mindset at home while we're cleaning up and you know making dinner together that conversation typically happens for an extra at least hour after the gym is done and I think that really does help both of our games a lot because one thing that one thing you'll notice as a jiu-jitsu practitioner is that if you can learn to teach a move you have to articulate it in your head and say it out loud or write it down if it's you know over a message or something like that and being able to break things down into those steps cements it into your brain like a hundred times more for you to do when you're actually doing it so it helps me when I'm helping her out and then it also helps her because we're still using our jujitsu brains to continue our growth even though we left the gym you know it's like training with interest <laughs> <laughs> yeah I 100% agree with that I was also going to say too that it almost kind of puts us both in check too and I'm very grateful for the fact that he does have way more experience than me, not just because he can help me, but then we have very different points of view on it. And we can both share our experiences rather than us both being a three-stripe white belt and us both being a three-stripe blue belt. And then uh, those games there are just so far away from each other that he can tell me about some things that he's doing. I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what that even is. And then I'll tell him about stuff that I've done. He's like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to do that. And it's just kind of cool to think about how it evolutionized in our own, I guess, just lifestyle and marriage, too. And mm -hmm. I guess it gives me better hope and more motivation knowing that, okay, well, maybe in two years I'll be where he is now. And then he can probably think about, like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was doing that. So maybe here's some tips that will help you type thing. And it's very cool that we're at different yeah. stages in our jiu-jitsu career, but we're still able to balance each other out really well. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. And like I said, I, I do love helping people and teaching people. Uh, my profession currently is I'm a life coach and I'm coaching at jujitsu and I'm just helping people out as much as possible, trying to add value to people's lives. And being able to do that with my wife, with something she's interested in and I'm interested in, uh, it really deepens the connection that we have with each other, which I'm super grateful for because at all times we always have a connection there, baseline. Even if she's like upset at me or something, you know? <laughs> the mats don't lie and whenever we're training together, none of that ever comes into play. And a lot of times it helps soothe any bumps that you know come up in any sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I also am grateful for it too, because as he was saying, it gives us a chance to work together and be together more. Because before we started this, I was working until midnight on weekends and almost every night of the week and so we never really saw each other he mm -hmm. was going to the gym and I was at work and then the next morning I would sleep in because I was at late so or I was at work so late and then he would go to work and then our schedules just never aligned so we saw each other for maybe an hour a day when we were eating dinner at the end of the night yeah and that was about it but ever since we've been able to train together we've gotten more time together and obviously we're not attached at the hip when we're at the gym we definitely roll with everyone and we yeah. are working with different partners actually, I actually very rarely work with him yeah she doesn't like working with me i don't like working with him <laughs> <laughs> she thinks i'm a bully he beats me up all the time 
But no, he's very, very good at jujitsu. You and do I it to yourself. I think okay. it's just it's intimidating to roll with him because obviously he's very he's so much better than me. But I see ourselves as equal in the household, but we're definitely not equal on the mats. So. There's a little gap there. It's a little frustrating a little when gap. I can't submit him and I really want to. <laughs> but maybe we'll get there. With me. That's okay. I know the gap is going to close up as you start to get, you know, your blue belt. Yeah, and I mean, as the, like I said, the white belt and the blue belt, they're so far away from each other. Like, I feel, we were just talking about that every strike on a white belt is pretty much, you're just a whole new person. And then same with the blue belt, you're still very new in the game. Like, every strike on a blue belt is also, your your game is so much different from your third strike than it was your second. Eh. But... I don't care about stripes anymore. Nowhere near <laughs> as it is with the white belt. So when you see us and we have the same number of stripes but completely different colors, I mean, there's just so much difference there. And hopefully one of these days we'll be able to roll a little bit more smoothly. But I know that once you're purple and I'm like brown or black, um, we're going to be much closer. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's already gotten much smoother in the past couple, probably the last six months. It's yeah. been easier to roll with him. Yeah, but a lot of the things that I teach her, obviously I know what's going on, so she tries it on me, and it doesn't work because I used the counter move I didn't teach her. And it's also funny because people will tell me all the time that I roll exactly like him, and I'm like, well, that's because I'm always trying to beat him. But no, I mean, everyone always says that I'm just like a little mini Nick on the mat. He's just a little bit more wobbly than I am. You're just kind of everywhere, like, Wobbly. I'd say more made out of water. Yeah. Wobbly. <laughs> Wobbly. But everyone fluid. tells me that too. There's one guy. Trying to be fluid. There's one guy at our gym that tells me that every time he rolls with me, he's just like, you just go everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I can't sit still. Someone last week described me as a dreidel. <laughs> like a top. Interesting. Just spinning. I can see that. It's true. A lot of times. I've heard it a lot. Yes, it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if I invert on you a lot, that means I'm playing around. And uh, if I don't invert on you a lot, that means I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, no, I'm very grateful that we get to train together. And I'm, I do take it as a compliment that people think that I roll like him. Because he's a very tough person to roll against. But I hold my own, I'd say. It's definitely brought us closer together, I would feel. And like I said, we've known each other for seven years now, and I would say that we're closer now than we were when we first started dating. And you know, in that honeymoon stage when you first meet and you just want to be each other, around each other all the time and do everything together, I would say we're more like that now than we were at that time in a relationship, which is very cool. Well, it took me like a half a year to get her to date me, even though I was dating her. He brings this up all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> It's very hard to convince her. Apparently, it's hard to convince her <laughs> just in general. For those who don't know me, I'm stubborn. Very stubborn. You? So, yeah. No. No. Just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did take a while, but look where we are now. Things are happy. <laughs> yes. Things are having fun. But yeah. if you guys are thinking about training and you're trying to get your spouse engaged in it and involved with your jujitsu lifestyle, I would really highly suggest trying harder. <laughs> <laughs> Double down, okay? Like, especially if you're a guy and you're trying to get your wife to come train, talk to me. I can get her to probably come train because I literally convince so many girls all the time that I personally need training partners because 
I mean, I've talked about this in the other episodes too, where we have over 100 members, and I would say about 15 to 20% of them are females. It's not like we're just like three people, three girls, and we're done. But we are, our female to male ratio is very low. And rolling with females is just different. And I really do think that every woman should train because they should learn how to defend themselves. And it's just a different feeling rolling with a woman than it is a male. I'm not going to say it's easier because, God, there are some women out there that can just kill you. But there's some killers. That's for sure. It's different and it's fun and it's enjoyable and it makes everything just seem like it's supposed to be and it comes together. So honestly, males, if you have a girlfriend or a spouse or a significant other or anything around those sorts and you want more time with them, really convince them to come train. Not just for you, but for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The more women, the better. I mean, and really, whenever you roll with a woman, you can't use your strength. A lot of men do supplement their technique with strength, and you just feel like a dick when you do that against a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, obviously, they're just not going to be as strong as you. And that's where you really sharpen up your technique. And if you can roll fluidly with a woman, they're going to appreciate that, and you're going to get your techniques and sharpen up. And also, you get to see your significant other more. What's wrong with that? I, I think it's great. Like I said, I think it's brought us closer and our bond better ever mm-hmm. since we did start. And like I said, we're not attached at the hip. We don't train together all the time, but just that presence of being able to be in the same room together, to be able to work together when we choose, to be able to yeah. give each other a look from across the room and know what we're talking about. Like, it's just, it's a unique experience. And I really do think that you guys should try it if you can. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. And you get to freaking choke your wife out when she makes you mad yeah no that's not a thing i don't know why i agree with you on that no (laughs) but i tricked her but i do we incorporate it into our lifestyle a lot like i said we go a lot during the week he's there seven days a week i'm there five days a week we talk about it when we're at home and we train with our dogs very little you can see we have our home gym right here that we're at like we have incorporated jujitsu so much into our lives that it's i don't know it's just enjoyable i wouldn't even say it's, it's a, a bad passion. thing it's just I, that's why we try to get our friends to do it too because then we can enjoy our passion and our lifestyle with them too and, and a couple of it. our friends really have joined and our friendships have strengthened because of that ben and martha gustavo yeah <laughs> i mean gustavo so i'm trying to get his wife desiree to come she's my best friend and she won't even join with me but <laughs> it's not for everyone. I get it. But no, Gustavo, our relationship with him has grown so much. Ben and Martha. I just got my friend Kayla to join. There, I could go on and on about a list, but I love it when we can get our friends in there too because then we get to spend more time with them as well. And our lives are so consumed with our classes, and mm-hmm. we don't like skipping. Like We have our set routines, yeah. and it's very difficult to cancel those plans to go drink when <laughs> – you know, like, we, we give ourselves time on Sundays and Mondays and then Saturday nights, and any night that we don't have plans to go to the gym, we do fill those days up to hang out with our friends and hang out with our family and mm-hmm. make sure that we spend the time that we need to with other people. But our training schedule is our set training schedule. And I do not like saying, oh, it's a Wednesday night. Maybe I should not go to class tonight. Uh, so I Wednesday is no yee, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about it. Like, I, I don't like skipping to just go drink or out to dinner or go do something else when that's my training schedule. So if we can get our friends that we're making those times for in our on our weekends and our Mondays and everything, if we can get them in the gym, 
then I'm not saying we'll stop hanging out with them on our off days, but it's just, it builds that relationship stronger because then we can actually see them more. Build camaraderie, uh, build connection. You, you know, that little small talk that you get to have, you know, before class or after class strengthens relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just super fun. I don't yep. really know what else to say about it. It's just fun. It's super fun. I could go on and on and on for hours about why you should and don't know why you're not. But Yeah, and as a woman in jiu-jitsu, the self-defense aspect is huge. And I have more faith in Brittany when I'm not around, you know? A lot of husbands really do fear, you know, when their wives are going to work or, you know, when you can't be there to protect your significant other, it's that can bring a real sense of anxiety for you, especially in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. But I know that through our training and through the skills that she's learning and developing, I trust her in public more than I have in the past. And I'm not saying like I'm this helicopter husband that's like, you can't go here, you can't go there. Uh, you're going to get attacked if you go down to wherever. But it's just a little extra peace of mind. Because, you know, part of being in a relationship is wanting to protect each other and, you know, having each other's best interests in mind. And it really does help that I know that she can defend herself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always good, too, to know that when we're out walking in the streets in public or whenever we're on vacation, you know, places outside of home, outside of the United States, is not always typically the safest place in the world to be, so... It's good to know that if something were to happen, <laughs> uh, hey, no, not Haiti. Where were we? Fiji? Fiji. Fiji. That was an interesting experience. But it's good to know it. <laughs> to have a peace of mind that if you feel the slightest bit of danger, to know that your instincts are coming into play, and you really hope that you don't have to use your jujitsu, but to know that you could probably defend yourself if something terrible were to happen, it does. It's a peace of mind. It eases your mind. Do you want to talk about our Fiji story? Oh my gosh. So in Fiji... Oh my goodness. We did not do our proper research. That's for sure. <laughs> and we had a layover in Fiji coming home from New Zealand. Yeah. This is our honeymoon, by the yes. way. Yes. On our honeymoon, we went to New Zealand. And on our layover in Fiji, we had maybe like four hours, four or five hours. Yeah, a little bit. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we decided we were just going to play it by ear while we were in Fiji. And kind of walk around the airport and see what was up. <laughs> I said I wanted a Mai Tai. We were in Fiji and I just wanted a Mai Tai. That was it. I didn't think that was that hard and that much to ask yeah. for. So we went out of the terminal and stuff and we started to look for like a taxi or an Uber or something. And um, turns out that none of them take any sort of credit cards. Only Fiji cash yeah so they wouldn't take our new zealand dollars they wouldn't take our u.s dollars they only took fiji dollars and we're like we're not gonna trade out our money to take a taxi in fiji for like two hours <laughs> for like two dollars like it just wasn't worth it to us so we're like yeah. let's walk yeah so we looked on the map to a couple bars that were near and you know it was maybe a mile or two not even but we we're like yeah we can walk we got some time it's fiji it's nice out it's beautiful and sunny Mm-hmm. So we start to walk out of the airport. Mind you, we have our carry-on luggage with us. Like we have right. one of those little rolling carry-on luggages. Yes. And once we leave the airport, we start to realize that Fiji does not look that nice. 
Maybe it's not like it looks like in the brochures. Yes, or like on the <laughs> Fiji water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, don't go to Fiji unless you're oh going goodness. straight to your resort, okay? Yeah, so get transportation. But what happened is we ended up walking down this road. It was like a highway. And all the cars are pretty run down. All the buildings we're walking past are very run down. And I'm starting to look around and notice our surroundings. And Brittany's like, I'm going to get my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Fiji. Of course, I was happy. I wasn't aware of my surroundings. I was like, "We're in Fiji. This is so cool. This is a pinpoint on our bucket list. Like, yes. how cool!" And in Fiji, everybody is dark skinned in Fiji, and we stick out like a sore thumb. That's what I'm getting at with that. So we're walking on the side of the road with luggage by ourselves, and as we're walking, the traffic people are literally sticking their heads out of the car and staring at us. As yelling, they're driving by and us, waving like they seemed friendly. Some of them. They, she is oblivious apparently. <laughs> Those stairs were like directly into my soul, <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm, this is very interesting." <laughs> so as we were walking, I picked up this really big stick, <laughs> just in case I needed it. It was well, kind of pointy on one end. It was kind of thick. <laughs> but I was like, "Why are you carrying a stick? Why do you need a stick?" And I was like, you know, I'm just going to have it. <laughs> and she did not understand. Nope. So then we're walking, we're walking, we're walking, we're halfway through the place. By the time we were there, we saw there was a bus with another bus behind it. And there was people holding onto ropes outside the window from the first bus to the second bus. So they could tow, tow two buses with one <clears throat> engine. And there were just people holding onto the rope out of the windows mm -hmm. to tow these buses. So we're I like we're on the Oregon Trail or something. <laughs> so we're walking and I'm seeing all of this and I'm like, this is this is not looking good for us. So as we're walking, we walk past this bus stop and there is this car full of five people and they are driving and then all of a sudden they stop abruptly next to us. Like screeching halt abruptly. Yes, and then I start to walk really fast. Because I just wanted to get away from them before anything started, happened. One person started getting out of the car, and he's like speed running. <laughs> and Brittany's like, "What are you doing?" And then I'm like, "Hurry up!" And I'm like, "I can't walk that fast." And you're like, "Get going!" <laughs> you were very mad, and I was—I did not. I was understand. like, "Hurry up! Come on! We need to go!" And turns out they were just dropping those people off to that bus stop. But it was like a block away. The guy got out of the car at a screeching halt from the bus stop, like a block away. Which is yeah. very odd. And they were like right next to us when they stopped. And like I was trying to get Brittany to come with me. And I was I was ready with my stick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I was sitting there. I was watching them. Had my eyes on them. Trying to get Brittany to walk fast. He was and... very alert. And I think that was the jujitsu mindset coming in. Which is kind of the whole point of this story actually. Yeah. All in all it did end up okay. We did end up at this really cute little cafe. Like they had little flowers. And we got Fiji oh water. Goodness. And we got some like yogurts or something. And we were able to like rehydrate before we had to walk back to the airport. Because we decided that we were not getting Mai Tais in Fiji at that point. Yeah we stopped at the nearest cafe. Got some Wi-Fi. <laughs> figured out you know. We had a smoothie, I think. Yeah. And then we just immediately walked back to the airport. Very fast, because he made me walk fast at that point with a stick. Yes. I stashed the stick outside the cafe mm -hmm. so I could grab it on the way out. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, the whole point of that story is just that he is very alert about 
safe and unsafe situations now because of his jujitsu. And I think he was confident enough in that situation in Fiji that if something were to happen, he probably could have protected at least, I guess, off of one of the guys or two of the guys is what you were saying. He was like, you could probably take one at this point with your six months of training, and I could take the other four. Like, that's how he said it. And I was like, okay. I was ready to die. But, <laughs> I'll protect you. But now that we're like further into our jujitsu training, that was almost that was over a year ago now. Actually, it's February today. Yep. That was in December of 2019. So it's been 14, 15 months now since that happened. And I would yep. say now, if we were in that scenario with the background that we have and the training that we have, that I could probably take on one or two, and he could probably take on the other three or four. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the more you learn in fighting, the less you want to fight. And the more you realize how devastating fighting can be. You just don't want to. But just being alert about it is good. And having the knowledge base that you do to confidence, feel... Any yeah, sort of confidence. Feel more confident. Feel more protected. To feel safer walking down the streets. It's just... It's a, it's an amazing feeling. And don't get me wrong. I'm not invincible. I am just a three-strike white belt in this sport. But I feel so much safer walking down the street right now than I did a year ago. And I feel better whenever she's by herself just so that no she can protect herself yeah it's a good feeling so get your spouse to train and if you're not training you train <laughs> <laughs> yeah super fun so many benefits to train definitely but yeah it's, it's definitely marriage. it's straight strengthened our relationship uh to a whole other level mm-hmm. really. and like i said we were close before but it's just that closeness and that intimacy that we have now is significantly greater than what it used to be and not saying it was anything low before. It's just that's how exponential our relationship has grown. And it just keeps getting better, I would say. Yeah, she's getting better, which makes her feel better when she's rolling against me. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm just getting smothered all the time anymore, so that's cool. She used to think I was just, like, taking it out on her. <laughs> or something. But... Just wanted to be equal. Yep. Don't like being last. <laughs> it's just something you got to get used to, though. In jujitsu. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other broad points on marriage and BJJ? I mean, we could talk for hours. We could. <laughs> but I think we've talked to you guys zero off enough about this already. If you guys have any questions or want to know more about our Fiji experience, let us know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if you ever go to Fiji, let us know. We'll tell you what to do and what not to do. Um, yeah. Fiji. I'll get scared often. <laughs> this is a very interesting experience. She didn't realize what happened until afterwards when I was yelling at her, like, in the airport. <laughs> she was like, why are you being so mean? You're making me walk fast. It's hot outside. I'm like, Brittany, <laughs> did you not see those five guys get out of that car directly next to us? <laughs> no. What? Oh. Yeah, that was very interesting. Then we got on a plane and came back home and it was fine. Yeah. Fiji but, water tastes the same as Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> Fiji. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. Anyway, but yeah, if you guys like this video, let us know. Leave a comment, drop a comment, drop a like, share it with your friends, whatever you want. Leave us a review. Yeah. We good just stuff. have fun talking about it. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't talk about it enough in this house. <laughs> Hope you like our story, and, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a great day. Bye, guys. <clears throat>